This week's show has been recorded with a few friends and is a big discussion piece on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and this year's nominations. Welcome to Inexos Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Inexos nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in Excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more. Hey, this is Tim Farris. Big shout out to Hayden and B. Also, want to say hello to all the listeners and Inexcess fans. Thanks for listening. I love you, Hayden and B. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Hi, this is Ella from Middleburg, the Netherlands. You're listening to Inexcess Access All Areas with Hayden and B. And now it's time for the topic of the week. So the terms of engagement of this tonight is that it is a free-for-all. Anything can be said. We, we B and I have come up. Any word in the English language except for the C word can come out tonight. Okay? But if you like saying that word, it's crumpet. Okay? But uh, <laughs> B, you were very magnanimous in our, our uh, platform congratulating all the other nominees. I just want to put it out there on the record. None of that came from me because uh, I feel in a very rantish mood that uh, out of these 17 nominations, there was nowhere near a nomination for NXS. So this podcast tonight is uh, Australia meets Amsterdam, meets the UK, meets uh, anywhere else. Oh, sorry, Chicago. Uh, and uh, we just want to unleash a little bit. We're going to talk about the participants who got nominated. Good on them. But I'm going to tell every reason under the planet why they shouldn't have been nominated or why it should. <laughs> um, so we do, you know, look, there's probably some some good nominations, right? There are some bands on there and people that should be. But there are some shockers and there's some ones on there that just make no sense. So this podcast episode tonight is designed to vent and rant and rave and form an argument why and why not and those who did and those who shouldn't have and those who can be nominated this year because what's happened is it's just a ballot at the moment. There's a 17 artist ballot and it will probably be trimmed down to six, seven artists who will then be formally inducted. So just so everyone's aware the formality, 17 of these names aren't getting inducted. They're part of a ballot series that will go out to, I think, a 1,000 industry figures and they will then be uh, pruned down and voted in and probably seven of them will get them voted in. However, to get nominated which is what I guess the first port of call is, it's disappointing that uh, NXS uh, can't even make it into the top 17 of nominations. And there's some reasons and things behind that we'll get into, and Dr Jim will probably help me a little bit when he comes on. But uh, I thought we would go and open up the lines and stop me talking, and we'll throw it out to Manny, okay? He's just had the child and the baby. He's probably full of frustration, full of rancid energy. He probably just, you know, he's, he's beside himself. Uh, what's your take on the nominees and those who've been nominated, uh, Manny? Have you got any 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 frustration or anything you want to share to start things off? Yeah, well, I, th- I, th- I think I think you know, just echoing what what you've kind of suggested already, Hayden. You know, 
you know, in excess should be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame period. You know, there's no question about that. You know, it should have happened a long time ago. It yep. should be happening now. You know, there is literally no argument at all that that, that that should be the case. And the fact that, that I say we, I hope I'm talking about we as we, us and the band, you know, the fact that we can't, you know, get, you know, the top 20, whatever, top 17 is is, is ludicrous. Um, I've got my cat here who, who you can probably hear. I thought well. that was the baby. <laughs> no, that's, that's the cat. The, the cat's furious. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad the cat's an in excess fan too. We, we, we echo those sentiments. Laurie, you got your cat there? <laughs> He's, he's right out of range, so he'll probably make an appearance. Okay, I've got mine too. Yeah. Cool. Keep going, man. Sorry. Oh, but that's fine. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, you know, in excess would be their period, right? What absolutely staggered and shook me was looking at that 17 strong list yeah. and seeing some of the names that, that aren't already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it's easy to look at the list of people that are in there. Um, but you don't always notice the ones that aren't in there. And then you look at the likes of, you know, it's, you know, Kate Bush, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie. And you look at these kind of groundbreaking artists who have got this huge cultural cultural footprint. And the fact that they're not in there is already. staggering. Yeah. staggering they're, not, they're not in there already. So the first thing I think is what's wrong with the selection process? Yep. Is there something, is there something wrong with, at the core of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where it isn't automatically allowing these huge artists, and I include in excess in that, in there automatically. You know, Lionel Richie, for goodness sake, you know, this is a guy whose cultural footprint across the world is absolutely huge. Dolly Parton as well. You know, so what's wrong with the, the very, very core of the selection process that these bands and these artists aren't in there already? Hmm. Um, so... You look at in excess as well, and I just think, well, look, you know, I think you touched upon this in the last podcast, um, Hayden. Uh, maybe it was the one, one one before the last one about the fact that these are six guys who come from Australia. You know, so they had a bit of a handicap to start off with in terms of creating that kind of international global footprint. You know, they had to do a lot more work than a lot of artists to even get to America, to get to Europe in the first place, and for them to do that, and for them to kind of you know create that. In the phenomenon that they, well, that that, they you're do. right. They had to do it three times. You had to conquer your home country, have enough money, then to go to America. Absolutely. And then if America didn't work, you go to Europe. You, you had to do had three careers. Whereas, with that being disrespectful, yeah. if you do make it in England, you generally get a, a gateway into America. Or if you make it in America, you get a bit of a hall pass into Europe. So, you're exactly Absolutely. right. Yeah, they, they, yeah, you know, you're right. That they, they they broke through three times: Australia, America, Europe. Um, so they had to work really hard to, to, to do that, harder than a lot of bands. Um, so, you know, that's one reason why, you know, they, they should be in there. And I think as well, you know, it's it, it's something that, we you know, you talked a lot about. It's And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Hayden, but I think that if, I, if, I, if I think there's only one Australian band in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or maybe two, if you count ACDC and the Bee Gees, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it would be a big... You know, it's it's a big nod of the head to Australian music by allowing in excess in there, you know, because, you know, you've got so many bands there and they're just not reflected in there whatsoever. You know, two, you know, two out of 350, whatever it is. And you made a good point before, Hayden, on another podcast about the fact that even ACDC and the Bee Gees, you know, that their, their heritage wasn't in Australia. They were, they, they were Scottish, you know. Um, mm. So... 
yeah, you know, by by allowing a kind of a, a you know a, a fully formed Australian band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah. arguably the first, you know, it would be a huge nod to Australian music, and you know ensures that Inexcess kind of uh, in their rightful position. But yeah, just to go back to what I said, I think I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs to look at kind of the selection process anyway, and work out why some of these huge global international superstars just aren't in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll share a bit of that in a moment. Um, we'll go through to uh, Genevieve. Uh, uh, I'll just read out the nominees as is because this might help spring a bit of conversation with yourself, Genevieve. But the artists who are on the ballot, there's MC5, which is sort of a 60s sort of uh, throwback sort of band, Rage Against the Machine, uh, who have been nominated, I think, four times. I think the MC5 have been oh. nominated six times uh, on the ballot. Uh, Devo have been nominated three times on the ballot. Kate Bush three times. New York Dolls twice. Judas Priest from the UK there three times. Dolly Parton, first-time nominee. Duran Duran, first-time nominee. A Tribe Called Quest or Questlove times one. Eminem's just been nominated for the first time. He's just qualified his first year. Uh, Same with Beck. Uh, Pat Benatar, several nominations. She's been nominated again. Dionne Warwick, twice. Carly Simon, a couple of times. Eurythmics, twice. Uh, Fila Cootie as an African artist uh, has been nominated and Lionel Richie. So they're the 17. Um, I guess when you heard the list, Genevieve, what was your first emotions, uh, you know, with an excess missing out again? Well, I think what I just realized was that it's uh, it's we, we shouldn't take it personally <laughs> because, yeah, I was, I was surprised to see so many artists that were still just being nominated. I was surprised that they were not even in. And, and of course, I had to do a little bit of research Um Fela Kuti, that's his name. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was quite great to include like a, a pioneer in uh, African music. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think the more we can actually acknowledge and recognize uh, the, the the contributions from other countries, I think that's uh, that's a good that's a good thing indeed. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I kind of laughed. I thought maybe if the NXS guys had little hats like the Devil guys, maybe it would uh, up their chances or something, well, or, or like a boots like the the, the New York Dolls. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I, yeah. My my first reaction was really that we shouldn't take it personally. Yeah, Dolly Parton, come on, Kate Bush, third nomination. Of course, she's not rock and roll, but she's such a legend. So it is yeah, what well, it is, I guess. I, 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 look, I'm taking it personally. I'm fucking pissed. Uh, sorry, but uh, <laughs> I, I hear what you say, but I'm bloody gutted down here and down under. Um, B, over to you. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> you sent out this really nice palavery post on our platform going, well done to all the nominees. I go, who the bloody hell sent that out? I'm angry. I'm outraged. <laughs> pointing at Laurie. It's not Laurie's fault. He follows your instructions, B. Did you sit out a thank you? Congrats to everyone else. I'm, I, I, I'm abdicating my responsibility from that. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely guttural angry. Well, Hayden, I do get what you're saying. It is right gutting that in excess aren't in. I'm also a bit relieved because I haven't got the money to actually pay for the bloody ticket because it costs so much money. So like it gives me another year to actually get my funds together. But let's just hope that we are going to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame next year. I think we do deserve to get at least nominated um, for the first time. Um, what Genevieve and Manny have said, though, the the um, nominees there, not all of them, but some of them, they're actually legends and they, they should automatically be in the Hall of Fame, never mind be nominated. But yeah. um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I it was the first time I've ever heard of MC5, and I yeah. looked, listened to them. I thought they were a bit of a, a poor doors, but they're oh, <laughs> you see, now you're from America, so this is something that I'm pissed off about is that it is so top heavy American, and it's good to see this guy from South Africa come in. And I hope that the doors are open to more European artists as well. Um, Carly Simon, for goodness sake. I mean, you're so vain. That's all I know. Can anybody else know a song by Carly Simon? Yeah, she sang the working girl theme for the movie. She sang uh, uh, Coming Around Again. Uh, okay. Two, uh, three, nobody, nobody does it better, the James Bond theme. Five. Okay. Okay. Thank Carly, you. Does anyone know Carly Simon has a massive mouth? She's like the female Steve Tyler. Yeah? <laughs> anyone notice that? Like she just has a big mouth. <laughs> Maybe it helps her in her um, singing. I'm not. I'm not one to diss people, but I think in excess stand on the, a lot of these shoulders. To tell you the truth, and yeah. the fact that they are across a lot of genres as well, they should yeah. be and, and celebrated for the fact that they have succeeded in all these different countries before even hitting into a. Okay, well, Laurie, please uh, just diss your country. Uh, <laughs> I you can return serve now there because I think she's uh, she's given a merry hard time. So you return five if you, if you feel so inclined. Okay, well, MC five. <laughs> I, I, they were huge. They were big at Woodstock. They were hugely influential on many bands that came after. Um, long overdue. I think that they need to be inducted. I also think that uh, New York Dolls, long overdue. Hugely, hugely influential band in the New York punk scene. Devo, I can't believe they haven't been inducted yet. Um, I'm not really sure why Dolly Parton is there. I mean, she's wonderful. She's an amazing human being, but she's not rock and roll. Yes. And I kind of think that maybe now I'm really speculating here, but uh, now that Betty White has passed away, <laughs> all of that love and affection that people felt towards Betty White has now been transferred onto Dolly Parton. Dolly is now like the big grandmother figure that everybody loves and adores. And I wonder if she got a little bit of a bump from that. Now, yeah. good on her. You know, I mean, she's very talented. I just don't think she's rock and roll. Um, Eminem. This is the you mentioned. This is the first year that he's even been eligible. I don't even think we need to worry about him. Uh, he's he's not going to be he's not going to be inducted. The one that I was really excited about was Duran Duran because, as you both know, I'm a huge Duran Duran fan. I got my Duran Duran hoodie on right now, <laughs> but um, they've been shut out for a long time, uh, supposedly because uh, Jan Wenner who was one of the founding members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, absolutely hated them. Yeah. And now he's he's no longer involved. Now, I think this bodes well for In Excess because there are so many connections between Duran Duran and In Excess. And I think Duran Duran stands a very good chance. I mean, not just as a fan, I think as, as you know, I'm hopeful as a fan, but I think when Duran Duran gets in, then that gives those guys the uh, then they're on the committee and they're voting as well. And then I think we're going to see In Excess nominated the following year. I think the Duran Duran's going to get in, and then I think that In Excess is going to be on their tail. So I'm nice. very optimistic. Mm. I'm very optimistic. I think that this is this bodes well for In Excess. Well, there's a lot of connections, isn't there? There's Eurythmics. We're on tour with um, In Excess, and also Beck has done a whole album on In Excess. So there's three out of the 17 that have got connections with um, working with In Excess and have um, experience with them. Can you let... 
uh, Dr. Jimmy, and I can't see him as a participant wanting to get oh, him. He's telling me he wants to be. He is. Hello, sexy pants. Hey, how are you? All right, are you? Are you in Sydney still or in Gold Coast? Or? Me, Where's I'm back I'm back home now. I've just been whizzing around the country and I'm back again. <laughs> nice. G'day, Doc. G'day, Dr. Jim. How are you, Mr. Hayden? When are we, we going to catch up, buddy? I've got a beard now and you don't. What's going on? That's right. When are we catching up, mate? <laughs> uh, very soon, very soon. Now, we've just basically, the terms of reference were earlier that uh, uh, F words, any particular slang, anything bar the C word is eligible tonight. Uh, this is a sort of a pseudo round on my behalf. And if, if you fancy saying it, you say crumpet. But I'd yeah. rather you not even hear crumpet to yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. Thank so, you. Uh, so, uh, Laurie, you, you made some really good points there. Um You've sort of raised a few things about Jan Wenner and things like that. Now, Dr. Jim and I, we did a podcast maybe six, seven months ago, I think, uh, about sort of the, the Rock Hall of Fame. So I'm really excited he could sort of join us because I guess you've done a, you know, you've got a platform at the moment, Jim, where, you know, it's about getting them inducted and you've done a bit of research into the organisation. Um, I think this is the last year that John Landau is the chairman and there's a guy called John Sykes, I think might be taking over or heavily involved as the chairman soon. Um, but... There's a lot of politics in this particular committee, and it's no coincidence when I look at this nomination list of 17 artists that, you know, take this right away, but there is a little bit of tokenism attached to African music. There's a little bit of tokenism attached to country, Western, uh, let's suddenly move that in. Oh, rap, let's put Eminem in. What the committee relies on is eyeballs, and what the committee relies on for relevance is money. And the more that they exclude the commerciality of non-rock and roll artists, the less relevant they become. So there's been a shift in the last three to four years with Whitney Houston and Tina Turner to maybe a lesser extent where they are trying to broaden their reach into other genres and sort of, you know, I guess appropriate other genres under the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame banner. So I think in strictest terms, you're right, Laurie, you know, Dolly Parton doesn't deserve to be in there. She's already in the country Hall of Fame probably 15 times. But... But there is this appropriation of other genres to make themselves seemingly relevant in 2022, hence the diverse range of uh, ballot nominees. Well, what Can other you- genre do you do you think Tina Turner is? Tina Turner is the queen of rock and roll, my friend. Yeah, but she, you, you could mean argue other she, genres. You know, <laughs> I, I said to a lesser extent compared to Whitney Houston, but she but she made her name in more of an R and B type sort of setting, and then when she came back, she became a bit more rockish or whatever there. But and 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 if you from the strictest of terms, she was probably outside the wheelhouse of what you would say normal rock and roll would be. Um, but looking at this particular list, I mean, you know, Lionel Richie's not rock and roll. Now he oh. he is Manny's argued is that oh, I come over there, but. He was really sort of part of the Commodores, but co- the Commodores aren't in, and Commodores were probably an R&B soul band, so they're not in. But, again, Lionel Richie represents a, a genre that they're trying to appropriate under this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame banner to keep relevance because this is a broadcaster event. It's, you know, it needs to make money. The whole institution in Cleveland's a massive setup. It is a commercial... There are commercial interests and imperatives behind the scenes that are largely akin to this type of nominee list. You know, I'll, 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 I'll tell you what wouldn't surprise me actually, um, and I, I, this is pure speculation on my part. And you know, I, I, you know, you guys have done a lot more research into the kind of mechanics of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than, than I have. Um, but you know what? I'm speculating that. I, mean, I think it's a good thing that the the list is is more diverse um, than than perhaps it has been in the past. I think you know, mu- music now is is more than just rock and roll. You know, you know, we've got to celebrate all these different genres. We've got to find them a place in 
in a Hall of Fame. I, it wouldn't surprise me, especially if, if, if you're saying that, that there's going to be a change at the top, that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame might rebrand itself to just become a, a the, the, the music Hall of Fame or something like that, to kind of get rid of the, the kind of rock and roll banner. Because you, you make some good points in so much as that if we use rock and roll as a genre, yeah, Tony Parton, Alan Ritchie, Eminem, you know, they're, they're, they're not rock and roll. Fella Cutie, well, you know. The thing, the point you know, so is, you're, it, it you're right. If they kind of rebranded it to a, a, a wider thing, which but but may or may argue, not help. The, the counter to that, you'll say, well, okay, the Country Music Hall of Fame, why haven't they broadened their range? Why is the Soul Train yeah. Awards not including rock? So there's these other awards that sit out there under their own banners or genres. So why is because it the it's rock a money making machine, and they want people to more fans to tune in and watch. So if they've got Dolly tuning in it, it, Dolly on the cards, then people are going to be tuning in and taking notice of it. Now, Jim, you know more about this than I do about the Hall of Fame. Do you want to maybe share your insights as to how it all works? I'm actually excited by this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I'm just going to relate it back to In Excess, right? Um, I'm not surprised with Eminem being there. I mean, you you know what Gene Simmons said when NWA got in, right? It's like they're not rock and roll, all that kind of stuff. But we know that that door's already open. You can't shut that door anymore. So we're going to see more rappers coming in. So it's not. A, I don't think it's a case of arguing. My personal view is it helps us get in because that if if the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which sounds like is the largest umbrella of the music industry in regards to these accolations, that perhaps what we've seen the last, like you said, three years, which is okay. We're allowing rapping, Whitney Houston's coming in, all these different, and they're all amazing artists. They're not in what the traditional sense rock and roll is, so broad that especially with Duran Duran being nominated, we have opened the door. If we can, if the person who made that nomination in the committee, which probably might have been John Sykes, is only going to open the door for when we come, say, 12 months from now, like what you said, this is what I'm focusing on, Hayden. You talked about we're at 7,000 right now. If, you know, they're going to be seeing that in, in 12 months' time, if we're hitting 25,000, 30,000 signatures, that's a hard thing to ignore in uh, in the music industry, especially as, you know, one of the plans we've got with the petitions, once we hit 1,000 subscribers, to start really breaking down what the Rock Hall is in the caring, loving way. So it's like, hang on, let's get out of the game. You've got a game called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame game and go, okay, what does this really mean? How does it relate to NXS? Can I I'm ask? Them, can I ask something about this petition? Right, it's just something that I've just thought about. So, do you submit the the petition to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at some point? How do they know how many signatures you've got? Oh, look, I don't do anything like that. Um, I mean, there's enough. They're not going to go looking, are they? So they need Maybe to not, know. But, but I think that's that's once you hit a number that say like you know, 20,000, which is a fantastic number, big two and, and five zeros, then it, it's hard to ignore, especially some of the plans in the next, you know, once we hit that sort of 1,000 subscribers, we've had 100,000 views. So that people are looking. And all this is meant to read yeah. the content. The way, it's the, the, yeah, the way it works currently is now that these 17 ballots names are there, Fans can go on to the Rock Hall of Fame website right away now through to about, I think it's April 29, 
And yes. they, can, they can vote every day on that website um, or at the museum themselves. So if you go to the museum, there's actually keypads like boarding passes. You can actually vote there actually at the museum. Yeah. Um, but they'll, compri- they'll all comprise what we call a fan ballot that will be tallied in, uh, along with the other ballots um, that relate to the industry figures. Um, and then inductees will get announced in May uh, and the ceremony will sort of take place sort of, you know, a little bit later in the year. But there's the, the, fan, the fan count is significant, but it's not – uh, imperative, like the Dave Matthews ban a couple of years ago, got like a hundred thousand votes and didn't get voted in from the fan count. But fan power and having people know of it and all that sort of stuff will help, especially when it comes to this sort of time of the year through to April, where you can get on and start putting your official voting into the tallies. There, it's about a presence and a known factor, and. We'll go through it a little bit later as to why this is not quite translating at the moment mm. in terms of in excess. But I think, you know, Jim, you're probably aware that, you know, there's a lot of politics and there's a lot of sort of inner sanctum stuff that goes on. Maybe just share the uh, KISS experience. I know you're a bit of a KISS fan. Maybe explain what they went through and how ultimately they end up getting in anyway. Well, I think with the way I understood with KISS, I mean, through having done all the sort of cruises and that, Kiss didn't want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, very similar to, let's say, Def Leppard, right? And it was the fans that, I don't think we, they did a petition, but you had, um, God, what's his name again? Who was the, who was the guy that inducted him? Um, uh, Tommy Morello. He absolutely loves Kiss. So hmm. that's, what you, that's what we may not have that at the moment, but he then started knocking on the door. They're in that big um, room with everybody there going, no, nah, man, I want fucking kiss to be inducted. So yeah. that's how that kind of started. But the fans were knew that he was part of the Rock Hall and they they just hammered him. And that's yeah. how that happened, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I guess they're probably sort of one of those bands who are in the consciousness of America and always talked a bit about his things as well. Um, all right. Okay, so if they're on that particular list we have called out, we'll go Positive Street, okay? Which artists do you think, uh, and maybe we'll start with you, Genevieve, which artists would you love to see on this list uh, get inducted the most? Well, uh, if we still, um, um, you know, broaden the umbrella and include any person that has contributed significantly to uh, music, Kate Bush, definitely. She's one of my favourites. She's a... A true, true artist, so influential. You can see nowadays any young singers have like have been influenced by her, maybe through Tori Amos um, or Florence Kay or anyway. So she's yeah. big in my book. So am I allowed more than one? Or just of course one? you can. Keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dolly Parton, also for the same reason, such a good uh, songwriter. Um, uh, maybe women also. I tend to be quite happy that there are uh, women uh, there. Yeah, I would say these two for sure. Um, Eminem also. I'm, I'm just for his is uh, is is you know talent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, uh, Manny, what about yourself? Any? Is there a couple of artists that you look on the most and go? Well, I think if I had a choice or a chance, uh, these would be the couple I'd like to get in. Yeah, I think. Um, I think. Genevieve, I agree. I think Kate Bush, I think, you know, there's probably no more influential female um, artist in the last, I was going to say 20 years, but that shows, yep. and it shows how old we're getting, 40 years. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wuthering Heights, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, 40 years, blimey. Yeah. So, yeah, so, 40, yeah, so I think Kate Bush, 
Um, I think Lionel Richie as well. I think, you know, I think, you know, he's <clears throat> he's a global icon. You know, he the, the songs he's written, um, you know, everyone knows their songs. And again, yeah. it broadens the rock and roll. Um, and I think Duran Duran, you know, I've, I've been a big Duran Duran fan for, for a long time. Um, you know, huge. And, you know, I think if we get Duran Duran in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame, I think as as we said earlier, that is one step closer to getting in excess in there. So, yeah, I, I would say if, if I could... I, if one artist could be in there from that list, I would say Duran Duran, um, because it's one step closer to, to in excess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Laurie, what about yourself? Is there any uh, couple on that list that you're passionate about? Uh, Duran Duran, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. without a doubt. Um, Devo, for sure. Uh, I think they're overdue. Um, okay, so argue, do- so argue Devo for me, because my attitude to Devo is they're a gimmick band with three or four hits at that and we're probably uh, are there for quirky genre reasons only. Argue, oh, no. argue I, the point. Uh, I think, boy, you're putting me on the spot. I could do a little. I could have done a little research and kind of given hey, you some hey, bands. Listen, Laura, I mean, you're a teacher. You can add lead. You're good at this. Okay. <laughs> they, they've been. They've been. Uh, I mean, they've been hugely influential on uh, electronic music. Their use of electronica. Um, Did they copy Kraftwerk? No, I don't think so. I don't think no. so. Um, uh, no, because it, their their songwriting, I think, was. I mean, you use the word quirky; it is quirky. But I mean, I I think they kind of paved the way for like, you know, they came around the same time as like Talking Heads. It was the same kind of like intellectual arty kind of of rock. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, and then the other two that we haven't mentioned yet that I really think deserve it: Pat Benatar. I think, you know, I'm all about, you know, chicks and rock and roll and and feminism and she kicks ass and takes names. And I'd like to see I'd like to see Judas Priest. Um, I think I think that they're overdue, the hugely influential heavy metal band. And I think there's something to be said for the fact that Rob Rob Halford is openly gay which we don't really see a lot of in a lot of these heavy metal bands. And I think it's a uh, 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 he he really. Now I'm going to come back at you, and I'm going to go. I like your first argument. I'm going to go, the second one is identity politics. Okay. All right. And this is a debate, so this is just come back at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing. Uh, it, oh. it is a little bit of identity politics. Well, just like you know, uh, saying you know we need more chicks in rock and roll, right? True. You know, absolutely. It, 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 Everything is identity politics. So should, so should Pat Benatar's husband, Neil Gerardo, get in? Because he wrote the songs. Hmm. So this is the thing that's held her back with her nomination. She's been nominated a lot of times, and she gets hmm. held back because she didn't write the songs. She sung them, yet he wrote most of them. And, and Giorgio really Moroto wrote a few, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, no, Pat, Pat and, and Neil really are kind of like a power couple. Yeah. It kind of seems like, yeah, it kind of, yeah. Because I look at it, right. you're exactly right. Between 81 and 84, she won four Grammys in a row for best rock female artist, whatever. And she paved the way for Madonna and a few others there, and she was a pioneer. Uh, and her songs are great. You know, I love her, you know. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, it's it's, see, it's just interesting how some of these nominations come about. Like, you know, I, I, yeah, you can play sceptical, cynical or whatever there, but this we are in an era now where the optics of why people are nominated for what they're doing seemingly are playing a large factor in all of these nominations. You look at the Hollywood now with the Academy Awards, you can't have a movie get nominated now if it doesn't have a certain quota of, of sort of uh, 
casting and 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 uh, a message behind it that is of a woke nature. Now, I'm not saying that's sincere, uh, uh, insincere. I'm saying that's a reality. They've just changed their format of how a, a movie and an artist will be nominated uh, for a performance now, and that's actually in their terms of reference now. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame here, we look at this particular list here, we're covering every sort of particular genre, which is one thing, but uh, let me throw to you, um, uh, B. is there an artist here or two that you look on and go, yep, love to see them in, I think they deserve it? Um, Dionne Warwick, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up listening to her music. I think right. she was very influential. I think she should be in, definitely. Right. Um, the other ones, Eurythmics, I think they were just superb. Their songwriting. Um, yeah, they. Sh- I, I, you say they've been nominated before? Twice. This is the second time. I got nominated four years ago. Yeah, I mean, in, in England, they were like, you know, they, they're just unreal they were all whatever song they brought out would go straight up into the charts and then personally I love the fact that Beck's there I just I thought he was an incredible artist when he first came out he was very groundbreaking I think he's um he's loved by other artists more than just the fans as well I think they all um they take a lot from him the way that he um I don't know how it's quite an alternate pop, I would say. Yeah. If I had to say, well, he anything. came in that 1993 sort of alternate sort of year and mm. crossed over into the mainstream. Absolutely, he's carved a relevance for over 20 years. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. Uh, we'll go to you, uh, Genevieve. Artists, you think are undeserving? Okay, I want you. I want you to get off your nasty, uh, <laughs> dutchy, angry, long run, <laughs> and I want to see a bit of feisty Genevieve because I've seen you on. Oh my god, I've seen you on Facebook, and you can give a serve or two. I don't think it's always. <laughs> Nice passive Genevieve. I think there's a there's a little bit of a right hook Genevieve. Give me your artist. You go. What the hell are they doing in this bloody nomination ballot? Oh my god. Okay. First of all, I just want to say that uh, no uh, I, I kind of what you can't preface Sorry? your anger. You have to just no. Tell I just want to go back to what I said before because <laughs> I I didn't have the list still fresh in oh, my mind. Okay. Like uh, there's okay. still so. But anyway, to me, actually, okay. I'm I'm a softy. <laughs> Pretty much all of them could no, be. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a way, I respect I respect musicians a lot, and I know there's a lot we're not aware of what's going on. Okay, so for, first thing first. So who who? Okay, let me try to find one. Well, I agree a little bit with what B said that uh, the MC5 seems like a bad doors, but I don't know them. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just seemed a little bit messy. Um, yeah, you want you want something nasty, eh? And I'm still so kind. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna let you park on you. We're gonna go. Yeah, let Manny. me let me pump it up. Man, let me get to Manny. Manny's gonna, Manny, Manny, I want some real northern uh, in the coal mines, 1984 anger coming out, right? Okay, Manny, I, I, I want some real angst. Okay, I want some stuff there where it was it was it was hand to mouth. You know, real frustrating times. I want you to go off the long run for me. No, you're gonna hate me, Hayden. You're gonna hate me. Do you know what? I've, I've, you know, I've, I've got opinions on a lot of things, and especially when it comes to music. You know, but do you know what? I'm gonna say it. I, I, there's no one on this list who I think really, really does not deserve to be on there. I think, I think I'm gonna. I think there, there are some artists who I think deserve it less. Um, I think. Do you know what? I'm a huge Beck fan. I love. I love Beck. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Okay, uh, scratch next. Sorry, Manny. I'm cutting you out. Sorry. Manny. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but yeah, if, 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 if I, if I, if I the podcast, some a chance to be marketing. <laughs> I need some angry Manny. 
No, it, 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 I, I'm a huge Beck fan, but there's a but here. But I think if you look at the other artists that are there, you know, you know, and I got in excess, I'm included in it, but I don't. Um, Beck, Beck's time hasn't quite come yet. I think that there are artists on here who are much more deserving of a place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over him, only because of their longevity. Right. You know, so I, let me, I don't let me think... throw a question. Why do you think first-time nominees in their first year of eligibility are put on the list? Okay, let me th- question without notice to you, Manny. Beck's eligible this year. You're suddenly on the list, okay, for the first time. Okay, um, I think we had, uh, who was it last year? The Foo Fighters were on the first year of eligibility. Yeah. Why do you think sometimes these first-year eligibility artists get nominated? Well, I think I think I think B touched on it earlier. I think Beck's hugely influential. I think you know he, you know he I think he's he, he came with the loser was the first hit in nineteen eighty four. He's been ongoing ever since. Um, yep. You know, I think I think he I think he 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 deserves. It goes back to what I said at the beginning of the of, of this call in that you know what you could in, you could induct all seventeen people into this Hall of Fame if you had a Hall of Fame which was a lot more linear, right? Yeah, and I think. So you know, Beck deserves a place in a Hall of Fame, but does he deserve a place in the Hall of Fame above some of these artists? No, I don't think he does. But I think you know, but I think everyone has to have a first nomination at some point somewhere. And I think someone like Beck, who's been around for twenty five years now, he absolutely deserves that nomination. Um, he, he 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 deserves to he deserves to be nominated because he's he you know he's everyone knows who he is. He's an influence on a lot of people. Okay. So. I've got, right. I've got no issue at all with him, with him, being, right. with him being nominated. All but right. I think if you were to include Beck over the likes of, you know, Kate Bush, then I've got an issue with it. Do you know what I mean? Look, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to, have to put a uh, stick of dynamite into the mine here because this is all going too nicely, nicely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also, so- also, also, also <laughs> Pat Benatar as well. I think, I, think, I think the weakest link in that list is probably Pat Benatar. And maybe it's because... I'm from the UK. She wasn't so much of a big deal over here. You know, she had a few hits. I think we know her for probably two songs in the UK. We belong yeah. with those of Battlefield. Mm. Um, and, you know, you know, not discrediting Pat Benatar, not discrediting women in rock, who I think are, are fantastic. But I think I think Pat Benatar's reach is a lot less the than... Kate Bush, the, the, the UK, US people would probably argue Kate Bush translated exactly. a few songs. But, but then that but shows you it's international then, doesn't mm. it? It's, now, it's not international have, enough because Pat, Pat Benatar to me is now we got Craig like on the call. Devo. We got Craig yeah. who's joined us. I think B is that right? Yeah. Hi, Craig. Now, Craig, you got your video going. Do you want to share your noggin oh, with no. us? Come on, show us your face. Um, also, Laurie is intimidating me. Uh, I mentioned something about MC5, and she uh, she right away in the chat tried to convince me that they yeah, were yeah, yeah. So she it's was... not easy to be harsh here because <laughs> there's well, <laughs> Craig, hello. And, and I agree. I'm, I'm, hello, Craig. Oh, I'm okay. Hayden. Nice to meet you face to face for the first time. I think I've seen you on all the platforms and things. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, no worries. Um, We're trying to have a. Uh, I'm trying to have a, a rabid discussion about the injustices is Rock Hall of Fame. There's just too much love art to love in, and and too much, you know, nicely, nicely going. Can you can you uh, throw a few uh, uh, hand grenades out there about the injustices of half these nominees are on the latest list? Is there some people that frustrate the hell out of you? Got nominated? Um, probably two of them. I think deserved it. I think your riff mix definitely. Yeah. Uh, Annie, Annie Lennox has got a, a great voice. Yeah, and I think um, Dolly Parton as well. What she's brought into the country music um, scene, then I think a few of them could have waited for a long time to get in there. And I just heard your discussion about Kate Bush. To me, honestly, 
Yeah, she does a good um, duet with Pretty Gabriel, but besides that, what else has she done? Well, and she's done okay. She's done Babushka, which is uh, oh, Babushka, yeah. She's done Wuthering Heights. She's done Running Up That Hill, Hounds of Love, uh, the 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 ripoff song uh, Utah Saints, something good was a yeah. Which is reasonably iconic. Reasonably, yeah. Iconic. yeah she but, is. She is. You know, what, I, I think there'd be no. Bjork, whatever you think of Bjork, but then no Tori Amos, yeah. Bjork, no Tori Amos, even PJ Harvey without Kate Bush. So I, th- I think you know she you know, her influence is is huge. Yeah, yeah, probably just one that sort of just gets under my skin. It's called Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Eminem. Like, yeah, where where, where does that come from? Like, Toy Story, a uh, Toy Soldiers, the um, Martika cover. Besides that, everything's. <laughs> Rap, like you know, I I don't know why other artists. Would you say okay, Devil's thought. Advocate here? Would you say Lose Yourself has a rock and roll element to it? <sighs> Not really. I think Run DMC Walk This Way's got probably more of a okay good rock comeback element to it. So yep. yeah, well, they got in, didn't that, they? Yeah. So, but in saying that, too, I yeah, I think Eminem probably another ten years plus before getting there. Laurie, Laurie in Chicago, she's like a good prize fighter. She's throwing little jabs in about, you know, only one hit for, for Kate Bush or whatever there. We could argue Devo, though. They had, what, three hits, uh, Whip It, uh, Girl You Want, and a cover of Satisfaction, and a cover of Working on a Coal Mine by Roy Orbison. What else did they have? Uh, hang on a second. Let me pull up the list. Hits. Give me hits. They had, they yeah, had but hats. again, we, we, it's all about, you know, casting that net to the international Arena, isn't it? You know, you so, know, I, you know I, I, everybody I, I, knows I, 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 who Dion Warwick is, don't they? I, I, I agree with that because I, I think I think if you if you look at if you take the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as an international beast rather than an American one, absolutely you could go to you know people in this in the UK and ask them who Devo is, they would not not have a clue who Devo no. is, not a clue, not a clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, Dr. Jim. Well, I, I, I kind of like what a lot of people said. I think I know you. I think Eminem's Lose Yourself got, got a rock sound to it. If you kind of pull back a rap, there's a really good, dun, dun, dun. it's a good riff to it. I actually really like that song. Right? Mm. Um, is, is Eminem going to be a um, rock and roll artist kind of nominee? It doesn't work, but they've already opened that door. You can't close it now. Mm. So it's an open door. I actually love what um, Laurie said. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Judas Priest. I think they deserve to get in there, mm. maybe because they're um, one of the sort of uh, – one I've met them, perform with them at rock at the rock fantasy camp. But uh, uh, let me argue the question: Are they a genre band? They have one trick, and that's they do it really well, and they're 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 being rewarded for their one trick. Yeah, but there's there's plenty of bands that have been influenced by them who are actually in the rock hall, like bands like Van Halen and Metallica. Talk about that they've been influenced by Judas Priest. So okay. that's kind of a big part of being in the rock hall. Who who did you influence? Um, but I also love you know if I'm gonna you know, and this is the bias now. I want to see. Duran Duran getting, um, and the main reason is because, you know, Simon Le Bon openly talks about, you know, his relationship to Nile Rogers and saying that didn't happen if he didn't listen to original sin 12 times, played by Molly Melvin. So, and if that door opens, that means then Simon Le Bon can then talk to all the boys and girls at the Rock Hall um, and go, you know what, get these guys in. That's where my head's at. I do like Beautiful World, Laurie. That's a good song. Ordinary no, world. No, no, talking Devo. She's supposed to do Oh, this. right. Okay. Yeah. 
it's interesting the the debate about the, about the word rock and roll, and you know, and you know, Craig obviously suggesting that you know, Eminem is rock and roll. We had that discussion about Dolly Parton. You know what? This is one reason why I think a, a, a rebrand might happen or could be a good thing because you know what? I don't think Duran Duran are a rock and roll band. Rock and roll are a new wave. They were they were a new wave band. And they're a, they're, they're a synth a band, band, aren't they? Really, a synth, a synth pop band. band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if you have a synth band with guitars, I wouldn't say rock and roll. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say rock and roll. Synth, indeed, a yeah. synth band with Andy Taylor and Warren Cucurillo shredding on guitar. I would say though that the hallmark sound of them is Nick Rhodes and then the guitars on top. I, I would I say agree that, I'd say it starts with Nick Rhodes and then it layers the guitar on top. If, but, you yeah. know, if that's if if that's the argument, then then Genesis. Is not rock and roll either. Well, you could argue Absolutely. that strongly, and I almost agree with you. Absolutely, I think, I think, I think, rock, I think rock and roll is a very kind of old. I think rock and roll is a very old-fashioned, anachronistic term, and I think a lot of the bands in the rock and roll hall of fame, you know, there's Rage Against the Machine as well who've been nominated. They're a rock and roll, you know. They're 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 a hard rock metal band, you know, alternative rock band. They're not rock and roll. So I think I think rock and roll as a, as a brand is really I think it's quite anachronistic. I think it's I think it should be changed. I think it just limits the the, the perception of who should be in there. I think. Well, you just change the definition of what rock and roll means. I think that's what it's come down. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could do that. Yeah. Just, yeah rock and roll means the following things in a 2022 sense. You know, I think that's what it comes down to. Well, let's let's yeah. let's 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 have a, a more important discussion. We'll name name the great uh, zeitgeist current rock, th- top three rock and roll bands paving their way around the world at the moment. Who are they? Great question. Well, you still got the what, Rolling Stones doing no, it. No, no, the Rolling Stones are a travelling uh, circus act that you know are, are retreading, doing victory laps for the thirtieth, fifty year in a row. They haven't been relevant since Start Me Up. Okay, in terms of huh? still got the a huge following. I'm just talking about the ba- any band at the moment that is cutting through well, worldwide. Right the the bands. Uh, so the one that sounds like Led Zeppelin. Greta Van Fleet. They've seen them live. They're pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, they've uh, been saying for a long through. time. They've been saying for a long time that rock and roll is dead. Yeah. And I yep. mean, really, other than the only one that comes to mind for me is Foo Fighters yeah. that is still yeah, playing and still touring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Everything now is is either hip hop or synth or, you know, the just kind of auto tune pop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, bubble gum. Yeah. So we're getting closer it, to a, this. We're getting yeah, closer I mean, to this scenario that the Rock Hall and Fame is broadening its reach because rock and roll is dead and they need to broaden the reach. That's right. They're doing it. Yeah. Metallica's still. Wow, it's made a source of that now, hasn't it? Say that again, Craig. Yeah, Metallica's still kicking butt worldwide. So if you look at that, there's a new album coming out. The other way I'd look, the other way I'd look at it is, you know, which bands are releasing big albums and having big chart success? Now, let me just pause for a sec. Coldplay have probably been the most commercial rock, rock, pop band in the last ten years in terms of commerciality. And, and global reach, et cetera, there. But, and, and their last album, Stiffed, about two years ago, then they've just released an album and they've joined up with, there's a KTS, a, a, a Korean pop band. They just had a number one hit in America, right? If, if, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean now, hey, if you want some dynamite from me, Coldplay BTS. is Coldplay are terrible. Yeah. You know, Coldplay I'm just saying about <laughs> artists and bands 
They're the only band in the last 10 years that are releasing yeah. albums generally and selling what? multiple million units. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Coldplay are what? Are not good. How come they are selling out stadiums? Okay, well, well so, that, so, is that, that so, bad? Does, so does Nickelback, but Manny, make your point. Yeah, I, I think I think Coldplay. I mean, you know, they're obviously they're a UK band, you know, and we've kind of seen them in the UK, especially you know right from the early days, where they were a very average um, kind of in, indie band, as far as I'm concerned. Whose biggest hit was has one of the worst lyrics in the world. You know, look at the stars, see how they shine for you, and they're all yellow. I mean, that's just one of the worst <laughs> lyrics I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> somehow it became a hit. And then, you know, they had a couple of all right records, but ever since about 2008, all they've done is released the same song all over again. Every single song has to have some kind of epic kind of whoa, whoa, whoa in the chorus, you know, to get the struggle. It's lazy. For, for me, it's lazy it is, it is manipulative a bit, isn't it? It's, it's manipulative and it's lazy. And I think, you know, and, you know, I, I, I don't think that, you know, if you sell a lot of records, sell a lot of tickets, it makes you a great band. And I think, yeah. I think Coldplay typified that for me. But yeah, but they're not rock and roll. They're some kind of, yeah, kind of. They're now some kind of synth pop. They'll do whatever they want to sell records now. You know, yeah. even even have even go. You know, you know, go and do it with BTS for goodness' yeah. sake. You know, so I think I called them KTS, yeah. BTS, or whatever. Some stupid Korean band. So you're right. I mean, they're, they're but they're, but they're almost recognizing that commerciality is only going to come if they attach themselves to such and such. It's like you too. They attach themselves to I think Drake on one of their songs off the Songs of Experience record. You know, what I'm looking at, Metallica and it might sell out stadiums and things like that and Food Fighters and things, but who's the who's the band at the moment having four top ten singles or having a 10 million selling album or downloads? There's no one really doing it. The only band that's had any commercial success who are horrible is Maroon 5, and you couldn't call them a rock and roll band. Mm. Like, like right. you go, open up the Billboard Top 100 and, and name any band that's cutting edge or has some sort of credibility open up the top 100 songs from 15 years ago and there'll be 35 to 40 bands and you go, yeah, I know that band. I know that. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. like them, but I like, respect them. There's just no rock bands anymore. And I'm bringing this back to the Rock Hall of Fame. This is an institution that has to broaden because they're dying. Yeah. Agree. And Can this I? list this list here. Sorry, Laurie, go ahead. Or Genevieve. Who no, was... no, please. I didn't mean I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's you fine. Go, go ahead. No, that's uh, fine. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in my own kind of Hayden-esque rant here. Uh <laughs> related related to that, okay? Every time that there has been some kind of major social upheaval, there's been a new rock and roll movement that's gone with it, right? I mean, yeah. we saw we 60s, saw with yeah. yes Vietnam right we saw punk rock which was a, a you know kind of response to like the Reagan Thatcher eighties yeah um, all of these movements and now we find ourselves in a situation where politically again there's a lot of anger a lot of repression we have now you know um, uh, COVID and everything and where where are the kids correct where are the kids They're where's the anger where's up. the rage where's the anger exactly where's, where's, absolutely. I agree. Exactly. You're exactly right. You know, it does. And, you know, the 60s comes out of Kent University, a song like For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield, a beautiful song that comes from the Kent Kent State University massacres. You know, the 70s, you're exactly right. The punk movement in in the in the America originally in the early 70s with the New York Dolls and uh, that band, uh, sorry, those bands, and then, in the, you know, the, the post-punk stuff and the 90s with grunge and things like that. This alienation, where's the anger? Where's the frustration? Where's the guitar? And where's the, the iconic front man vocalist who's, you know, Doing what the Arctic Monkeys even did 15 years ago, like it's it's really frustrating because, you know, 
rock music, the great thing about the rock music and why this Rock Hall of Fame in a way is important to me in a sense was that some of the artists who have been inducted with it were, were, have had real social impact and societal impact and are still being played now on the radios because of both what they did in that era and how their music, you know, has lasted. Yeah. But I worry about the relevance, you know. <laughs> Holy shit, did Hayden just say something I agreed on? Yeah, you did, Laurie. <laughs> Yeah, that was me. I was like, holy shit. Hey, did I agree on something? Okay, well, <laughs> I have to retire this podcast off. Uh, uh, but um, uh, Genevieve, I think you're itching the bit there. I think you've come up with the fact that Two Unlimited from Holland haven't been inducted into the Hall of Fame, that dance band from the 90s. Now, if you don't know who Two Unlimited are, it's like, go, 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 there's no limit. Do you know that dance song? No. <laughs> okay. I've just embarrassed myself vocally across four continents. All right. J- just want to say something quickly oh, oh, that I thought that. about. <laughs> I'll cut Be- that Because I- I'm a musician myself, and I find it incredibly difficult to find space where you can actually be loud nowadays. A lot of cities, for instance, Paris has had so many regulations in the last year about noise. And, and um, here in Amsterdam, it, it, it's hard to find space. I'm wondering if that has an impact also on how like bands can actually perform unless you're in the countryside in the garage. It's very hard now to just... You're right. I saw a busker on Facebook music. the other day. He was busking and playing some music and fans were loving it. And then, you know, Karen, Karen walked across gang. You're so loud. I, I want to enjoy my shopping without you, please. And, uh, this is the great thing about music. It, it, you know, probably, Craig, you can help me here with your love of Australian music and, and things there. Music used to sort of, you know, used to be threatening and it used to break down barriers. And, you know, it's funny, you know, some of the artists that were admonished 30, 40 years ago are eulogised now. I mean, your platform, which is a fantastic one, seems to highlight some of those great success stories that we'd love to see again. Yeah, just a quick one on that. It's a... A local um, hotel or pub venue called the Grand Junction or the Grandy in Maitland, and they play a lot of new up-and-coming Aussie artists or original like Kim Churchill, um, Tim Rogers goes through and plays his own stuff. But a lot of bands get noticed there. And if you sort of see the Newcastle Hunter circuit of Australian music, it doesn't matter what corner of genre it is, it is still getting played um, from there. So... It is a big eye-opener. Just a quick question on the Hall of Fame. If you look through the list, Lionel Richie has made it. Is it made it for his solo or his Commodore's success? No, he's, he's, he's well, he's, he's on the ballot for his solo stuff. The Commodore's would be a separate entity. And you, yeah. you'll find in the Beatles, they've all actually been inducted individually as solo artists and as the Beatles. And Clapton's been not, uh, inducted three times, one for Cream, uh, well, I think one for Derek and the Dominoes and one for his solo stuff, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think that's bonkers. what's happened with Lionel. What's that, Manny? That's bonkers that Eric Clapton can nominate three times for three different, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all know who Eric Clapton is, but he hasn't, <laughs> you know, three times yeah. suggests yeah. something that hasn't really happened. It's a kind of rewrite of history. Well, Stevie it? Nicks yeah. got in last year or the year before, and she's been in for Fleetwood Mac and solo stuff, et cetera, there. So, mm. um, but yeah, look- I get her, but Clapton, I mean, Derek and the Domino. I- like it's, it's cream, it might be one. Cream, it, might yes. the, it might have been the Yardbirds was the other one. It might have been the yeah, Yardbirds. 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 It might have been, might, oh, might okay. been Derry. It might have been the Yardbirds. But he's been uh, he's definitely in three times. The only guy, I think, maybe one other in three separate nom- uh, nominations. So besides yep. himself yep. and the Beatle members, has there been any other solo slash bands 
that's made it before. Like, if you look at Ozzy Osbourne, for example, he's got oh, a good there's, solo there's, career. Well, you, 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 I think Foo Fighters might have got in last year. He's got in twice, one for Nirvana, one in for, for yeah, Foo Fighters. Not I think. for a solo slash band. There's plenty of there's plenty of solo artists. I think Paul Simon's got in for Simon and Garfunkel and then himself. And Paul Simon, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know who I think is one of the biggest oversights is Sheik. So Nile Rogers, uh, I, I think he's got an individual nominee or yes. induction. It was like special achievement, special achievement one, I think. Yeah, right, right. <clears throat> Sheik has been nominated what, like 10, 11 times, the most times ever, and not getting in. Yeah, now that that is a tragedy. They need to make that right. They need to make. So the other thing you look at, right, is that looking at this particular list. You look at Eurythmics. Now Eurythmics, um, you know, had a certain window that was nowhere near as large as in excesses. They probably from eighty two to about eighty six, eighty seven, terms of sort of uh, American influence and stuff like that. But but what they do in these instances here is that Annie Lennox played at the twenty fifth anniversary of the Rock Hall of Fame with Aretha Franklin. She's played the game a little bit. She's done duets with, you know, everybody from um, uh, I guess Aretha herself through to Al Green. Plus she's had her solo stuff. So you would actually look at the Eurythmics nomination, and it's a bit of a composite where they're putting them together in a way, um, in terms of that sort of particular nomination there, because as a standalone on the Eurythmics. She's probably not getting in, but I think they're just looking at the overall impact of her two areas, which yeah, but what, which, you get, which is against not well. not right of the right way to do it, but that's sometimes the way they do do it. Craig, yep, yeah, Dave Stewart, the guitarist, the, who's the a best producer in America across all these artists. Oh yeah, 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 Dave Dave Stewart, absolutely. So he's got a lot of friends in America on the committee, Dave, because he's he's produced you know everyone from Petty to the Rolling Stones, you know Jagger's stuff. He's done so many production things. Uh, across the board, but let, let, let me just throw this out to everybody here. MC, let me. I'm going to put Captain Cynical on. MC Five are there as the Heritage Act that constantly get nominated, and they're there every couple of years. Rage Against the Machines to appeal to sort of the uh, political sort of uh, angsty sort of 1990 sort of act. Yet we have an irony here where Tommy Morello is both a nominee through the band, yet he's on the committee for the committee for the nominations. I hope he excuses himself. Okay. Devo, I think, as I said, for me, they're a gimmick act with some sort of credibility. I know uh, Laurie <laughs> stated, stated her case. Uh, but but I think outside the Red Hats and a couple of quirky things, they probably are more arty and farty than uh, than anything else. Okay, <laughs> New York Dolls, okay. The guy went on to jo- create a guy called Buxter Poindexter. Laurie, can you help me on that one? But yes, 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 he okay. did, David Johansson. Yeah, David went Johansson. on to create a character in the 80s, etc. New York Dolls were probably pioneering in a sense, but and I think there's probably worthiness there. I think Judas Priest, for everything said, uh, for for quality and longevity and everything there, uh, because I think the Hall of Fame is about influence, is about global reach, it is about sales, it is about impact and longevity, and I think they tick all those boxes. Um, Dolly Parton, I think, is a, an appeal to the masses and a crossover from country, and you could argue if she's in the Country Hall of Fame, you, how can you be in both? You're either one or the other, okay? Uh, a bit like gender these days, you're either one or the other. Sorry, Laurie. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting woke, okay? I'm throwing these things out at you. <laughs> okay, Duran Duran, okay? Show the T-shirt again, Laurie. Show the proud jo- jersey you're wearing. I think Duran Duran, th- th- they're playing the game. So they actually helped, I think, induct a couple of years ago Roxy Music. That's right. So when you turn up at the Hall of Fame and you're part of that committee and you're shaking hands, pressing the flesh, there's a link between suddenly getting nominated. 
And also they all live in the States. Correct. And the same thing happened for, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. He inducted uh, somebody from the uh, the Gothic, might be The Cure actually, I think he inducted a couple of years ago. Suddenly the year later he's nominated. So when you get in the tent you become part of the I'll help nominate you, it's interesting how when you're in the tent you nominated yourself not long after. Mm. Um a tribe called Quest. Well, to me, he's a drummer on a on a on a on a TV sort of night show, isn't he? Uh, Genevieve, uh, sorry, um, Laurie, isn't yes. Questlove? Yeah. Isn't he a drummer on uh, Conan or on, on uh, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Jim, Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon. Okay, yeah, Jimmy oh, Fallon. And, yeah. and, and, but but you know, he could pop up in my porridge in terms of a song on the radio. I wouldn't know who he is musically was, speaking. There was that documentary that came out. Uh, gosh, I can't think of the name of it. It was about the Black Woodstock. Well, he's always the name of- he's on every documentary quest. Love talking about everyone else. I just don't know who, who what he's created. But, but again, he's there. Um, but I don't know about the Woodstock. But he's always being interviewed. You know, he's like gun for hire for documentaries. Him and Dave Dave Grohl. Okay, Beck, um, Pat Benatar, Dion Warwick. Well, I mean, you could argue she's just a mouthpiece for Bert Bacharach. I mean, Bert Bacharach wrote all the songs. Do you know? Sorry, B. Okay. Carly Simon, I'm, I, I, you know, she, she, is she rock? Not quite, but I think she's got some deservingness. Eurythmics we spoke about, Philo Cootie, Africa I don't know much about. Lionel Ritual, he's not rock and roll, okay? But all of these artists, a lot of these guys are playing the game a little bit. And one of the things I wanted just to reference and throw out there was last year the Go-Go's got in. How does In Excess get in? Well, there's a few things that haven't happened. First of all, the Go-Go's got in because there was a very much a – a very high, uh, highly streamed documentary about the Go-Go's that came out the year before. And then what happens now with streaming and COVID, everyone's at home watching movies, everyone's at home watching docos, even the Michael Hutchins doco is still getting reached two and a half years later. But the Go-Go's documentary was this very significant thing to help give them momentum. Another way artists are getting in from years ago uh, or from years of neglect is successful reissues of albums and digital remasters and things like that or certain songs getting into soundtracks and getting rediscovered. The other part is playing the game, being in, in, at the Rock Hall of Fame, as I said, with Trent Reznor and Duran Duran doing what they're doing. The fan vote, what Dr. Jim's doing and having a fan push is sort of getting there, okay, ultimately. But one of the things that NXS haven't got, and it's not occurring at the moment, is management push. And it just surprised me, and without hearing from him, because he's unfortunately passed, is that it's surprising that Chris Murphy is such and was such an aggressive pusher of the band's catalogue and, and re, rebranding them that he didn't push this particular aspect when he was alive because, they, you know, he was pushing the musical and maybe the musical is a gateway for them to get ahead. Maybe a good documentary, as Tim said on our podcast, is a good way of actually getting them American known again, et cetera. But unless management and there's a collective push from people in a political uh, standpoint who can press the flesh of the committee, it's probably going to be hard up getting it up. It's going to, you know, sorry, I should rephrase that. Okay. It's probably going to be difficult getting that over the line. Am I supposed to say hello, ladies? Yes, you are at that particular point in time. <laughs> um, so my little semi-rant is that I don't want to make people feel like it's not a possibility. And a lot of our listening audience, hello, David Gaunt, don't care about the Rock Hall of Fame. But if you're going to have a Hall of Fame, you're going to have a Rock Hall of Fame and you're going to actually neglect some of these hours. I mean, the fact that Duran Duran taken 40 years to get their first nomination, I guess, or 15 years since being eligible, really is a bit crazy. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit crazy when you think about it. 
you know, I mean, my um, concern within my concern within excess is that if you know if you re- rewind about I don't know 10, 10 years maybe a little bit more than that, in excess's stock was pretty low. You yep, know, they kind they they they'd fallen off the radar. You know, they they were kind of unfortunately getting known as a band who you, you would go replacing lead singers. Exactly. You know that their legacy was being tainted. Chris Murphy, you yep. know, comes back on board completely reactivates the band's legacy. And I I think now in 2022, I think that legacy is probably at its peak. You know, you've had had Never Terror as a part of the biopic. You've had Mystify the documentary. You've had the best of compilation, which is, you know, which has been their biggest album ever, I think now. You know, so the the, the kind of legacy is now at its peak. So now is the time to get them in there. If, you know, another two or three years, that this peak will have, will have passed and it may be too late. So I think in the next couple of years, we've got to get them in and strike while the iron is really, well, really hot. Well, let's just hope have management are getting onto this documentary because that's that would be the ultimate push for us. Well, really Laurie, Laurie, you said something raised an interesting point. Do you want to share that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So under the rules of, of how, you know, who is inducted, right? Um, like, for example, Duran Duran. All right. Andy Taylor left the band in, I want to say. 87. He came back. Came he back, came back, yeah. but then he left again. And then Warren Cucurillo left in 2001, yet they're both still nominated. So that kind of leads me to wonder if, when, let's say when, In Excess is nominated, does that mean that it's going to be In Excess with Michael and JD and yeah, um, yeah. all of the other there's, singers there's, that they've had? Are they band. all going to be? No, because when Kiss got inducted, Paul, um, Ace Frehley and Peter Chris were out of the band for more than a decade. Yeah. yeah. So so it's the original band. I'm, I assume the same thing would happen with the next S. Well, yeah. Okay. And, and, and the and reality is... The songs that are remembered. Yeah. Well, the other, the other part of it is this, is if you look back to uh, sort of the induction of Journey, um, Steve Perry's been out of the band for 15, 20 years. And they've had another guy, like a cover band guy, be the lead singer. At the induction, Steve Perry got up and was inducted in and said, oh, I just want to thank the new singer and keep keep the band music alive. It gets back to impact and exposure. I think you would found, find a Sammy Hagar and a David Lee Roth were both inducted for Van Halen because of the impact the two separate lead singers had. Yes. JD, unfortunately, well, only was around for an album and wouldn't be part of that sort of reasoning and rationale. Mm-hmm. Hey, and what about ACD? ACD was Bon Scott inducted and Brian Johnson? Uh, I think they would have been in hindsight. I think 2003 they got inducted, I think, and I think they both would have been. One would have been posthumous. One would have been posthumous because they both were significantly impacting on the band's overall stuff. But there are examples where certain artists aren't inducted and quite controversially in certain bands where, you know, maybe they have, you know, a band like Chicago, they've had, you know, 500 people in the band. So, you know, come in and out. So they can't can't induct everybody no matter duration. Guns and Roses. Was Izzy Stradlin inducted to the Hall of Fame? I think Izzy was, yeah. Well, and yeah. Chicago was another one that was blacklisted by Jan Wenner. Yeah. Yeah, Jan Wenner's notoriously kept Chicago. Well, yeah, the monkeys them. have been one that's been kept out, you know, ever since, you know, for similar reasons, I think, as well. Um, but no, it's an interesting point that's that, that's raised. So, there. so when Kiss when Kiss got um inducted, that was an argument that Paul Stanley put forward. And said, you know, it's not fair. You know, the people that are keeping the legacy going is yeah. Tommy, the guitarist Thayer, and they're Tommy singing. Thayer, and yeah, yeah. But then, but the Rock Hall's arguments, I thought, but the history, the influence wasn't them. No, the guys that started the man and the yeah. makeup, you know, was these guys. So they only inducted the four. 
Well, you know, you look at look at bands over time. If you look at Genesis, you could say Peter Gabriel left, and then Phil Collins had always been there, took over as lead singer. But you couldn't. There wouldn't be a Genesis with Genesis without Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. So, so that's probably where you know over time that influence was there. Uh, Brian Eno was only in Roxy Music for I think a couple of years, and then he left. And Roxy Music had a very different career after Brian, but I think Brian was quite influential. So, I think it's always measured upon the, the impact. Uh, and the era of which those people were in the band and what effect it had, because yeah. you could argue the Rolling Stones with Derek Jones or you know all the all these guys on sort of you know guitars and things over the years, they they weren't there for the hits. Ronnie Wood still feels like the new guy in the band, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he often says, "I feel like the new guy in the band." He's been there since 1974 or something, you know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think the argument is that for in excess to get into the Rock Hall of Fame. You know, what we do and what we aim to do is sort of spread the word and spread some cheer. And we're, you know, immensely proud of the podcast and the people who get involved every week. But it will require a significant management push or a political push or something that tips things over. And I think Tim said, and it's just been in my mind for a few months, that what the band lacks is a really good warts and all documentary because the miniseries was that. It was a dramatisation. But you could go back and do a fantastic documentary on In Excess. You've got the five members there. You've still got a lot of people around the circles, a lot of, you know, influenced people from, you know, all the people on the original Sin Covers album through to a lot of uh, Australian artists, through a lot of worldwide people who would make massive contributions to that. Um, And that type of documentary, if streamed across America on all the platforms, would be a fantastic reminder, you know, of a lot of people going, well, I didn't realise they sung that one too. I didn't realise that was them. That's a common argument I get from my Australian friends. I didn't realise they sung that. Yeah, they're fucking, they're, fucking, they're fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to introduce Craig properly to everybody. Now, Craig, right down the bottom here, um, started a page um, called um, Australian Music, and he's now hit over 33,000 followers. So congratulations to you, mate. Right um, Craig. Yeah. And, and it, 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 you talk about all different types of music in Australia, um, old, new, and um, different um, genres as well but in excess i talked about daily aren't they on your page still yeah so if you look at the probably the the key bands in excess midnight oil acdc cold chisel if not many american um followers in the room haven't heard them but um there's a few bands and you've got your new ones kind of the time parlors you've got your silver chairs and stuff but in excess i talked about i think to in excess to actually get a nomination now, I don't know who said before one nominee's been nominated 10 times, Sheik or something. Yeah, I've never heard of them to be honest, but um, you know, up, their, you know, their songs, La Freak, you know, she's a freak, <laughs> probably do, but yeah. for in excess to make it, they really need to push that Wembley um live album, they need to really push that era where, she- where they'll think all the way up to before that JD um show turn on on its on its head so they really need to push that and that avenue to make it listen because most people like their old stuff just keep walking then you've got the likes of me growing up in like you know that mid 80s where you got kick um devil inside you know i mean you got that sort of scene then they went with the music times and i know oasis didn't like my clutches and so we wrote a song about them you know i mean but that's to me that's big, and Oasis were a big thing at the time. So they they put down the tall poppy syndrome, and 
they've challenged it. So, oh, yeah, and they're still, still producing stuff at the same time. Like, you mm. still got um, the Ferris boys going, you got Gary um, Beers in the state. So, when you look at it, still achieving. Um, and like Lost Boys um, movie, for example, everyone in America knows Lost Boys, you know, the two quarries. Who's on the soundtrack in excess? And Jimmy Barnes obviously um, had a, uh, a song at the same time. But, yeah, if you look at that sort of stuff and you push through, like, different, like, um, soundtracks and stuff, um, I think in excess. But in saying that too, how many other Australian artists have been nominated None. in that period of time besides <laughs> ACDC? So, to me, Easy Beats is probably one that needs to be pushed yeah. and start getting the others to follow. So. Because so you, made, you could you could argue same. that even as a standalone guy, Neil Finn, you know, is a musical genius, and yet his work with Split Ends and Crowded House is sort of, you know, he's had he had moderate success in the states with with uh, with Split Ends and had a bit more success with Crowded House, but the sum of the parts adds up to a more worthy nomination. But it's a tragedy. It's not like he's not in the Hall of Fame, and he's just a, yeah. he's probably a modern day Paul McCartney in terms of the three minute melody, you know. Yeah, and it's because of where he lives or where he came from. I think he lives in New York now, doesn't he? Nah, Neil's a New Zealander. Is he in New Zealand? Yeah, he's, he's a born and bred he Auckland. Is, yeah, he is yeah. with Fleetwood Mac at the moment. Remember, he stumped yeah. on with um, yeah, the guy out of the Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah, just swapped over. Uh, yeah. What's the other guy out of um, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers joined as well? Mike Campbell. Mike Campbell. Yeah, yeah. So he jumped yeah. on there when I say Fleetwood. Um, Neil was playing, and their latest album too, Crowded House, has brought Tim back in the in the fold at the same time, which yeah. and any son. Is um, playing in that band, yeah. But you can look at like the likes of Silverchair, massive. Like I did mention the other day, massive in the states. Hulu Gurus are massive in the states. Ice House back in that early day when they were flowers was massive. So there is a lot of push for Australian artists, but just someone needs to drive one of them and like a big name. It's been well. I have bigger. said the Aussies are coming. I think we need to have that sort of tagline. But going back to going over to the UK as well. I mean, a squeeze in is Jewel Holland part no. of it. Do you know? And like no. he is so huge in the UK and influential um, in yep. getting a lot of bands out there. Um, XTC they were massive yep. um, at the time. Talk, 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 you know. Talk, talk, yeah. yeah. Human League, the Smiths. I mean, they were so different and they, yep. like, you know, nobody. Had- I'll agree with you on the Smiths. The Smiths need to be inducted, absolutely. Mm. The, yeah. The Colton? Colton, no. No. I, 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 yeah. I think that's it, isn't it? It's one of those things where, you know, we could go on for hours, couldn't we, listing bands and artists that, that, that should be in there. Uh, I agree with all of those, every single one you've mentioned. Mm. Uh, but it goes back to what I mentioned at the beginning is, you know, you, you know, is the Bro- there something the wrong with the process? You know, you know how 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 can we get how can we get these bands into something like the Hall of Fame? It, it seems like a you know impossible to get a lot of these bands in. You know, if in excess can't get in, how are talks all going to get in? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's mad. Well, you know, you, if you if you started the whole thing again, you would set it up centrally in in sort of you know one country, and you would rotate the the hall around the world, and it would be the world mu- the world music uh, hall of fame. Yeah. And yeah, you, yeah. you you would probably pick say ten artists a year, and you might pick two genres within each, and like a Eurovision then, song contest sort of thing. Well, no, not as cheesy as that. No, um, no, but I mean, so, you know no, how the no, countries no, can no, 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 or no, vote no, no, for no. it. No, 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 no. So, so somebody should do it. Somebody should should start 
their own World Music Hall of Fame? Well, there was the World Music Awards in Monaco in the early 90s that was sort of more of an annual award list for artists around the globe and things, and they were quite good for a while. I mean, I think there's Michael Hutchins was of those with Prince and a few others in the early 90s getting it off the ground. But, but yeah, you are probably right earlier, I think, um, uh, Manny, when you said changing it to the Hall, the Hall of Fame is, I mean, this, this this name, rock and roll, is a bit of an acronym, an acronym but, gee, you know, I, I wish, you know, like Laurie said, it'd be great if there was this inner youth angst that could keep driving rock music to the forefront because normally the change of a decade is synonymous with a change of sort of politics and people and things. And, you know, the clash came out in 1980 with, you know, you know, uh, London Calling and, and, and Soundgarden Nirvana and Alice in Chains came out in 1991, you know, with their grunge movement and, you know, in the early 2000s, you had bands that almost began with the word the, you know, the binds. And before that, there was the who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the turn of every decade, there's always a music revolution. And mm. I don't know, the year 2000 there was, even the year 2010, we had, you know, as I said, certain bands like the Arctic Monkeys starting to penetrate through and, and other bands there. But it's this, this, I don't know, everyone's on devices these days. Everyone's bloody playing Minecraft. I mean, we you know, need the youth to get out there and have a crack. That's, I think social media hasn't helped music in a way because, you know, you know, kids have got so many other ways to channel this angst that they've got. They've got social media. You know, they'll stick yeah. it on Twitter. They'll stick it on Instagram. They'll yeah. put it on Facebook. You know, so and, – and the video games as well, as you mentioned. So, yeah, bands making new music, you know. But you could argue, Manny, sorry to carry on, but you could argue the platforms yeah. for a band to release a song and distribute it themselves on – I mean, oh, God, it's I, mean all I mean, you know, you yeah. can do it yourself. Yeah. I and mean, we're doing this bloody podcast. Being and I have got no experience whatsoever. We're just having a crack and having a go, right? But, but you know, people can – you know, the global reach, we had a girl in Melbourne, Dance Monkey. You probably know the song in the UK there. Dance Monkey, yeah. you know, you know, Tones and I, she's she's from 20K down the road. She was busking. She doesn't have to go do 300 dates around, you know, Western Australia like in excess to get a gig in a hotel in a proper place. She put it online, suddenly it goes bonkers. There are mm. platforms for up-and-coming bands to get their oh, product yeah. out there unfiltered by record companies. Well, I just wish they would. Yeah, I, I mean, totally, that's totally agree, yeah. TikTok is where you go, isn't it, nowadays? If you can get someone dancing to your song, you've made it. Bring the guitar back. Where is the guitar heroes? Mm. You know what? I mean, my my daughter's 17 and she was was showing me, you know, some clips of a band that she's going to go and see locally. Um, So what do you think of these guys? Because I've got a demo out and she put it on. And it was like listening to a kind of Stone Roses demo from 1987. They're kind of enthralled to this kind of, you know, these days of kind of UK indie music. And yep. It's also retro now, you know. It's yeah. also retro. There's, there's nothing new coming out. There's, there's no. nothing kind of groundbreaking. And it's all kind of pretty lyrics about, you know, you know what genes you've got on today. It's, it's not but you know, about... Yeah, but you know the interesting not, thing. You, world, you, know. you could argue, you know, Oasis and Blur, they were quite derivative of certain past bands, but they put their modern flavour on it. Absolutely, you know, I totally agree. They're able to yeah, twist yeah. their modern yeah. flavour on it. And you look at, you know, Stone Roses and coming to that Manchester scene and, you know, they've had influence that's there over. They're, they're a band that should be in there for based on the influence. I and mean, without them, you wouldn't have had Oasis. Without Oasis, you wouldn't have had X, Y and Z, you know. So, I, so I, I think that's it. That's it. It's been recycled again. You know, I think, I, you know, you know, I was I was a 90s child. I grew in the 90s, you know, so I loved all that kind of stuff. And it was derivative, but as you say, it was they made it their own. But now you're getting that recycled again, so it's kind of it's kind of going through the mill yet again, and it's just becoming more watered down. That there's nothing else, you know. No one's making anything which is really kind of breaking those the genres and breaking and, the breaking new ground. You and know? the sound. You always get that thirty. Yeah. You always get that thirty year um, cycle. So 
yeah, the 60s and yeah. the 90s coming with, you know, remakes of the stuff in the 60s. And you're going to now, 90s, you go to a any sort of um, club or stuff and you hear 90s tunes, remix at the moment. It's pretty interesting when you're from there. Uh, yeah. Lois, where from the States do you come from? I'm in Sorry. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, which is the home of the, the soul sort of music. Quick question for you. It's what is Philadelphia, the, uh, isn't it? Philadelphia? Philadelphia's soul, I think. Is it Chicago soul? blues? Blues, I mean. Blue, blue, blues and soul, yeah. 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 So what's your question? The question is, what is the um, equivalent to, not MTV words, uh, awards, but we got the ARI awards here in Australia. So what's your, uh, is it the music, is it a Grammy? Is that Grammys. what the, yeah. the Grammy? Yeah, so we Grammys. have the Grammys. Okay, uh-huh. So an artist or an individual got nominated for a rock song and I think the individual won it and he's deceased. Now, he just brought out an album, uh, No One Sings Like You Anymore. The bloke I'm referring to is Chris Cornell. He's massive. Yeah, Yeah, Soundgarden, Audio Slave, Temple of the Dog. Um, You can say he's the godfather of grunge music and released an album, cover album. Now, the song it's it's hit very big is the cover of Patience by Guns N' Roses, done his own version. He's done, if you ever get a chance, anyone in the room, listen to that cover album he's done. He's done Watching the World. He's done... Nothing compares to to you. Yeah, yeah, nothing compares to you. There's a lot on there. Like, he sings on there. It sounds unbelievable, like, you know. uh, But his voice, what he's done, and the musician side of things, he'd have to be close to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for what he's done for music, what he's produced... Um, songs like uh, the song Se- for the yeah. second Se- half. Um, sorry, the James Bond movie. Um, he released. You want to lose on the soundtrack? He done himself on his first uh, or second solo album. Carry on. Yeah, well, he's 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 been nominated with Soundgarden um, yeah. the last a couple of years ago, and I think he'll get in. And the posthumous stuff sort of helps him a little bit in recent times, you know, because it is a narrative that sometimes a rock hall of fame. You know, they got Whitney in. They do like to reward recent passings who have got a bit of a modern day narrative, you know, but um, you've done an album in Timberland. It's called Scream. It's, that's real right. hip hop sort of album. And he, Chris, he Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. All these solo yeah. stuff. Yeah. What he's done. So look, I think we'll probably wrap it up. We are probably getting a little bit late in some of the regions around the world. Um, Genevieve, thank you for coming on all the way from Holland. It's probably a more reasonable time frame. Thank you for Laurie from Chicago. Craig from Newcastle, Jim from Melbourne, Hayden from Melbourne, B from Coffs Harbour, and there's one more, Manny from uh, uh, Yorkshire, um, all around the world coming on. I think, you know, at the, the challenge or takeaway I get from this is that we need more good songs coming out from good rock artists, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of cut through. And uh, we need to see, um, I guess, you know, management and policies behind the scenes pushing excesses barrier a little bit more because the songs are there. The, the achievements are there, the impact there, the global sales are there, the influence is there. We just need a, a little bit of a, uh, what, what do you call them, lobbyists. We need a couple of lobbyists, people to get in and uh, throw their, um, their right. bona fides out. To to the- oh, Hayden's still at work. Good. Yeah, I am. The cleaners are in here with the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I heard. Time to go. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, This is Sheila from Birmingham, Alabama. Hey, this is Susan from Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, this is Maitie from Montreal, Canada. This is Suzanne from Los Angeles, California. 
And that's a wrap. Well, I'm sure some of you are itching to tell us your opinions on the subjects that we have discussed there. So drop us an email at inaccessaaa at gmail.com or simply go to our website and leave a comment under this week's episode. Well, thanks for listening. Hayden and I will be back next week with a proper show. (laughs) And it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from Hayden. Goodbye. This was easy, where would I be? I said I have all the answers, how could anyone? Can't stop looking at the lights all around my head. I'm missing the darker side of the man. He's on his knees looking for the door. Everybody's giving him applause Crush the car into a wall But everybody's coming from the wall It's called the end of rock and roll These days are numbered, counting out and lost Faith and spirit walking hand in hand To me a wall made a sound But where does that sound find a place today? Maybe we came to the wrong show
Well, let's hope it isn't the end of rock and roll and you can help us out by finding us on YouTube. Look for the In Excess Access All Areas and subscribe. And this week's episode was made into a video that you can share with all your friends and get the message out that um, we're not going to sit back. Let this go and don't forget to sign the petition at Induct In Excess. So all the links are in our description. So uh, yeah, you've got no excuses.